Welcome to the Liberated Investor Advantage podcast with your host, Doug Alden. In this podcast, we help you deal with and understand the uncertainties of investing and financial planning. Join us for this journey as your host, Doug Alden, teaches you how to move forward no matter what life or the markets throw your way. Hello and welcome to the Liberated Investor Advantage with Doug Alden. Good morning, Doug. What's going on? Good morning, Eric. Well, I'm I'm a little chilly this morning, and I think you are too. Yeah, you know, I'm huddled around the heater. <laughs> That's right. I'm just gonna build for, a small fire under my desk, and we'll be fine. For, for <laughs> those listening, I'm in Western North Carolina, and it was in the low 20s today, which is cold for us. Mm-hmm. I think you're in a little bit more demanding environment, Eric. If I'm yeah, not well, you know, I, I asked Alexa this morning, you know, hey, what's the forecast for today? And, well, it's currently two and wind chill of negative 16. Oh, great. Thanks. Sounds like good football weather. Yeah, right? I'm just done talking to her at all. I'm just done. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want to talk to her anymore. Uh, I never liked that name anyway, so. Oh, well, okay. But anyway, I thought we'd, we'd uh, you know, just clown around for a while. I... We started, I was kind of a little bit bummed out last night when I went home. Mm -hmm. Uh, First of all, we had to change what we were going to talk about today because of uh, my guest host, uh, my guest speaker, uh, Charlie Stoll down in Boca Raton, Florida, was so busy moving his office that he just couldn't deal with with it so we postponed him he sh- hopefully will be coming on the following month this this will be filed in february so hopefully we'll have charlie in march all right so i had to kind of scramble a little bit but i also had some sad things i had i had some really sad things happen and it just you know you i've been doing this a long time and people listen to you and people listen to you and people listen to you and then all of a sudden they'll read a headline or they'll 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 get greedy and they'll they'll oh let's do this and all the advice, all the coaching, all the all the hard work trying to get people to protect themselves from themselves kind of goes out the window. Mm. I'm reading a book about the emotional investor and how the brain works and why it the immediate – it's an interesting comment. I was coming – I had to run some cleaning in this morning, and I have to go over the mountain to do that because we live in a real rural little town. So I went into the next town up, and you go over the mountain – and I dropped the cleaning off, and I come back, and there was a um, state trooper pulled over a truck. And you see his warning lights, you know, the flashing blue lights. Mm-hmm. And so we're all kind of going down at the same pace, a little bit over the speed limit. And guess what everybody else does? Slams on the brakes. Pretty much. Yeah, they slow down. <laughs> yeah. They slow down. This guy's writing a ticket and he's expecting the truck. They all slow down. It's a natural. I don't care if you're going the speed limit. Yeah. You'll slow down. Mm-hmm. And so what I find is that the brain has these mechanisms in them that automatically trigger when fear or danger shows its face yeah, or shows its feelings. Mm-hmm. Panic. It makes you react before the other parts of the brain have a chance to engage. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's fight or flight. That's what probably saved us from the dawn of man mm-hmm. and all the, you know, they didn't have the tools we have today to combat the environment. Yeah. But in the meantime, it causes us to do things. And I'm just as guilty. Uh, I, I look at, these accounts and you know they start going down especially it was uh, the end of 2018 it, it was really bad 
And so, but it wasn't really bad because it was just barely under 20% decline for the fourth quarter of 2018. Yeah, that's not even a bear market. So it's just, it just jumps you. So I had a couple of things. I bumped into a, a friend I hadn't talked to in a long time, and he had sold a, a, a hardware store right across the street from where my office is. And I had come down, you know, working on various projects around the house, and he really helped me out. Didn't make a lot of money off me, but then again, sometimes he would. But I saw him, and I, I, I said, hey, how's it going? He said, eh, yeah. I said, well, you know, he sold the store, and I said, Mike, the new owner, told me a little bit about your wife. And he says, yeah, yeah, she's in a, in a nursing home, full care facility. I'm self-paying at the rate of $300 a day. Oh, Lord. Yeah. If, now, I'm going to challenge you, that arithmetic-wise, Eric, uh-huh. Eric, that's, what is that a month? 30 oh. days in a month, yeah, 300 a day? Grand. Yeah. Not, not quite, 9,000. 9,000, uh, yeah, for 30 days. 30-day th- month, 30-day month. But there was always an extra, you know, five or $600 a month in drugs and special mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. He's self-paying that. That's unbelievable. And then I was talk. I was talking. I had been talking to a, another client, and you know, he says, "Well, you know, it's a little late to me, so I guess I'll just keep overfunding my four hundred one k." I thought, you know, so we're back at it. I'm going to keep going. I've got a terminal case of the dumb, you know what? And I'm going to I keep plugging and plugging and plugging until I can't plug anymore, and tell my message and stand it on my soapbox and preach how. The enhanced enti- retirement perspective will help you to build, enjoy, protect, and pass on your wealth. And so yeah, that's where I yeah. want to go. Well, Doug, you know, you and I were talking about how cold it is, right? How, how cold it is right yes, now. Right. And I just actually watched a video probably within the last four or five days. A gentleman put an instructional video online about how to survive a fall in a frozen lake. Right. I thought, oh, okay. Interesting. You know, you, you see the polar bear challenge or whatever those crazy nut jobs are that go out in like a bikini and, and, you know, a bunch of dudes just jump into the water and ladies too, but get into the ice cold water. They're just insane. But this was a, this was purposeful video. And he's saying, this is how you survive a fall in a frozen lake. And what ha- and he described what happens to the body, right? So when you, when you fall in, the first thing that happens is the absolute freezing cold water shocks your body. So the first thing is the shock of it. Your, okay. your heartbeat quickens. Your breath is very, very shallow. And the reason most people die is because once the shock hits, the panic hits. That panic. I'm, I'm in the water. It's freezing. I need to swim out of here. I need to climb out of here as fast as I possibly can. So their, their first response is to start kicking and trying to pull themselves back up on the ice, which then they're putting all their weight on a very small amount of ice where their hands are and it breaks uh-huh. and uh-huh. it breaks and uh, over and over. Well, their body's exerting all this energy, Doug, and they're taking very shallow, rapid breaths because that's what the body has done in that shock state. Right. So now they're not able to power their body with the oxygen it needs to have the strength that it needs to save itself. And they drowned. That happens a lot. And the entire thing that he, the entire purpose of the video was to help people survive. And the first step is to stop everything you're doing. Hold yourself where you're at because you're, you're buoyant, right? Everybody's pretty much buoyant. They're going to float to an extent. You've got your hands on the ice. And once you stop, The second thing is to start breathing deep breaths because 
After about 30 seconds, your breathing will go back to normal. You'll have that time to think about your strategy, even though you're freezing and your heart's racing now. But the breathing is the biggest thing that you can possibly do. And then he teaches you how to get out of the water in a very easy, calm fashion. And it actually works really, really well. He demonstrated it himself, and and I've seen it demonstrated by a couple different people. And they all survive. But isn't it funny how... (laughs) The first thing we need to be doing when we have that shock, and I would say the media is the shock, right? Media likes to put out stuff about whatever's going on, the impeachment, the the market, this blah, 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 all this other stuff. They're kind of like that shock. And then our body's reaction may be panic and to do something foolish. uh, I'm going to take all my money out of the market and put it in cash. You know, to survive I think really everybody needs to stop what they're doing for just a moment and breathe, right? And then make a decision to call your advisor, call a professional and say, ah, this is what I heard. What are your thoughts on the matter? Sure. It just just came to mind when you're talking about that, because if we're going to survive those types of situations, whether it's a market recession, whether it's a presidential election, that's going to be bonkers and like a circus, which I kind of see that coming up. We have to be able to breathe and take that time. That's right. That's that's why I do what I do. Yeah. Uh, you know, everybody asked me uh, one of the articles I have this morning. I thought maybe we would talk about is the end of retirement, but uh, uh, you know, I've worked a little bit past my what, what most people would call a traditional retirement date, but I keep doing it because uh, I see people in pain. Mm-hmm. First of all, they never realized how much money they would need in retirement. Second of all, they got it in a, a lot of the wrong spots. A lot of the clients I got was it's just a little too late, so we're kind of playing, you know, defense to make try to get get them into a position where it's a, it's a little bit more enjoyable retirement. Mm-hmm. And then I do that because I feel for these people. I feel for the incredible, incredible bad press that yeah. permeates that I call investment pornography, mm-hmm. and how it really comes to affect them. But I, you know, one of the big things that happened in the last few weeks was the the Secure Bill, mm-hmm. which Congress passed the end of last year. Something tells me when Congress says it's a Secure Bill, I worry because I have preached to the high heavens that I do not believe one word the government says about our money, not mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in the national debt. I think it's many times more than that. Our commitments to Social Security and Medicare dwarf what what is the published national debt of twenty two or twenty three trillion dollars now. Yeah, I don't believe in the, what they say about well, we're trying to help you by we changed some of the contribution limits so you could put more money into your retirement plans. I okay, fine, that's all right. I don't, I don't, not against retirement plans per se. What I am against is how you over contribute to one and don't get some alternative sources so that when or if you retire and you start drawing down from your mountain chart, you know, the mutual fund mountain chart, you start drawing that down and all of a sudden we have a couple bad years and you've got no place to go in order to stop taking out of your mountain chart while you're giving it a chance to recover from the market market uh, declines. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was important. There's some there's some uh, a key uh, areas that I think maybe they might hack. One of them was called uh, what they call a backdoor IRA, backdoor Roth IRA, 
sometimes you can put after-tax dollars into an IRA and then convert it to a Roth. Little or no tax will be due on the transfer if they don't have other traditional IRAs. So that that that, that may close that. Hmm. And they might start requiring an annual payout from your Roth. When Roth was written, this is several years ago. It's been around for a long time. I I don't I don't encourage my clients to do that because it's just another form of giving up control of your wealth and turning it over to the government. Hmm. And that's you know between you and the government, it's by law. Yeah. And so as we saw at the end of last year that got lumped into the whatever they call it bill at the end where they pass all the all the funding requirements for all the different departments, the bill's probably 2 3000 pages long. Who in the heck's going to read all that? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so that's what happened. They killed the stretch IRA for people who had been planning on it. And we went through that before. I had an article about that. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. One of the other things, some this is for high earn or high income earners in a high tax bracket, maybe in the thirty three percent tax bracket, Congress could limit. You can only de- deduct it up to twenty eight percent, so you 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 get no more than a twenty eight percent deduction for contributions to IRAs and four hundred one ks, even if their marginal tax rate is thirty three percent. That's the last dollar that comes in. That's the tax rate it gets taxed at. That's what's called the marginal rate. Mm-hmm. And then the, another thing they could might do is cap the size of tax-favored uh, retirement plans. Stop contributions to IRAs, 401ks, and similar plans once accounts reach a certain size. Yeah. And that's that's socialism. <laughs> Sorry. Well, and here's, here's the thing is, is that you, you brought it up. Do you trust the government to do what's in your best interest with your money? No, I mean, that's the question. That's the question no, that has no. to be asked. <laughs> so I've got, I've, I've got it already answered. I, I know it. You oh know? yeah. So let me ask the audience. Right? Do you trust the government is going to do the right thing with your money? And if you answer yes or maybe, then I just want you to ponder one thing that was on the waste report this last year for 2019. I don't know, Doug, if you've if you read the waste report or not, but uh, the United States government took a lot of our tax money, and it, on the grand scheme of things, it's not in the trillions. You know, I understand that, but our government spent $22 million of our tax money that we paid into them to help Serbian cheese makers do a better job of making cheese. That bothers me. That bothers me on, on many different levels and it should bother everyone out there, especially since, and this sounds really weird to even say this. I didn't know there was a surplus of cheese in the United States, but we have a 1.4 billion pound surplus of cheese in the United States. I don't know where they house it all, Doug, but I love cheese as much as the next guy. But if we have a surplus of cheese, why are we spending any money helping the Serbian cheesemakers do a better job of making cheese? I just, anyway. Well, some of that some of that surplus may be stored in at Lambeau Field in Green Bay. So, um, Possibly. Because you know, they're, yeah. they're, um, they got sensitive. room. They're not doing anything else right now, are they're they? They're not doing anything else right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah well, sorry. The, the other sorry. article I have, is okay. it's kind of an interesting one. It's called The End, the end of Retirement. This is just a, a quote from an article. It was uh, written by John Stoll, and he says, about six years ago, I, I was spending my entire adult life trying to save enough money so I could retire. And so his financial advisor says, what's the rush? Hmm. He wanted to retire at 65. What's the rush? And the article goes in to say people are just, it, it, we're changing. The whole, the whole uh, idea of retirement is changing I don't know if you know this or not, but when our, 
FDR got uh, past Social Security and he wanted to start the payments at 65. Do you know what the life expectancy was for men at mm -hmm. that time? No. 62. Oh, <laughs> well, you know. 62. All so, right. I mean, very few people were supposed to hit it. And now they've got the, you can take it at 62 and people are living to 90. I mean, yeah. one person in this article, one guy says the the baby who will end up living 200 years is already alive. Mm -hmm. And so some it's going to happen. So as that, and, and that all the more reason, and I, I really get on this, I, I believe in diversification, but not so much in asset allocation in your portfolio, although we do do that. Mm -hmm. That's important. But diversification means other options, i.e. secure accounts, guaranteed accounts, real estate, rentals, things like that, where you can, remember, I think I shared, shared last time how to get multiple earnings on $1. How do I do that? I, I used the example of my life insurance contract, mm -hmm. how Gene and I have used that to buy certain properties, yep. sold them made money, put it back into the life insurance contract. Because that one is, I don't have to fill out a, a, a loan application to take money out of that one. Mm -hmm. Or I could have an annuity, I could put it in an annuity, or I could put it in cash or CDs or whatever. But I just have alternate choices. When you look, I, I tell everybody when we first start, most people, I said, you haven't filled out your questionnaire yet. I don't know where your assets are, but I'm going to tell you where 80 to 90% of them are. And they'll say, how can you do that? I said, it's just experience mm -hmm. and I, okay where are they and i circle a retirement drawer and i circle a real estate drawer and when we fill out the application there's very little liquid money there's very little accumulation in any kind of a guaranteed account again annuity or life insurance something like that and so we're we're just vulnerable we're just so vulnerable that we don't we don't realize where that money could go and how quickly it could go Oh, it's it's uh, it it gets me. What you want to have is a uh, an enhanced retirement approach is the traditional sources of retirement income plus some alternatives such as the annuities and life insurance and how about drawing down principal and interest in your various balanced portfolio and retirement plans, your home, your real estate, mm -hmm. and then you have a chance to probably leave a little bit of a legacy because you don't draw it all down and then. You know, life insurance, you only need it one day of your of your life, and that's the day you die. It comes in with a boatload of uh, money to help replace it and pass it on. Yeah. So I've, I've, I've talked to clients about taking a reverse mortgage on their home. Well, I don't know if I want to do that. I want to leave it to kids. I said, well, we've got some life insurance over here. We've been planning for it. Remember, when I go do the planning, there's no change in your cash flow. Your cash flow is what you're spending now. And I just help you make those assets more effective and efficient. Yeah. And, and so that's how that works. But some of the some of the dr really serious drawbacks on this whole thing is you're locking yourself in when you just use your conventional strategies. And you don't you don't hear this talked about on TV. You don't hear this talked about on the radio. No nobody's talking about this. You have I, I talked a little bit about sequence of returns. You have a couple bad years in the market and you're Retirement portfolio drops 20% or 30%, which it can do, and it has done. So you're just stuck. You could have a tax explosion. It's interesting. I, I, I did this to you the last time, and see if you remember it. 
Do you remember what our highest marginal tax rate was at one time? I think you told me like 90%. Over over 90%, yeah. 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 Jeez. That was to help pay for the World War II, the big one, World War II. Yeah. And so it, it's, it's down. And so I tell people, I show them this chart. I says, you know, <laughs> we're in serious debt. Social Security and Medicare are way underfunded. What do you think they're going to do? Remember, tax law is written in pencil. And so mm-hmm. they're jamming all this money in the 401k. So, all right, say it works. I mean, my son is a very successful entrepreneur, very successful. And he has uh, large contributions going into his pension. And I, I keep trying to educate him. I'll, I'll be with him next month for a while, maybe get it done a chance. Let's look down the road and see what happens when you try to start taking money out of that. Mm-hmm. And invariably, Eric, they're, they're, they reach the top bracket very quickly. So, and that's 30 years or 20 years down the road for Scott. But, you know, it's just, you know, the Bible tells us to be wise as a serpent, innocent as a dove. We got to understand the times and know what to do. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's uh, kind of what I'm talking about. You have increased government control. Why would you want to put more money into the hands of what's going on in Congress? For those of you that are listening to this podcast in February, we started the impeachment trial of President Trump today. Mm-hmm. Instead of dealing with the issues, this is what we're living with. And so I don't trust those people. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. could have reduced or penalized accessibility, forced distributions. I, I think I've talked about this before. People, when I, I called a client late last year and I told her, usually her husband took care of everything and he died. So it's been more of, of a, a joint effort now with her. But I told her, I said, you have to take your, your distribution out of your IRA. And she says, why? I don't, I don't need it. I said, well, you have to. Who says? And I said, "Well, it's law." Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't. I don't like that. So we transferred it into her trust account, and she's taken income off her trust and a, ha- a happy camper. She's really a happy person. Mm-hmm. But she has to take this, and then they get a tax bill for it. Yeah. And so there could be a lack of additional benefits, you know. But looking to try to hire someone who might come in and work with me for a while. And he's a younger person, and I talked to him about the this self-completing nature of certain investments that he can make, whereas disability especially, people putting all the money into their 401ks and they can't work for two or three years, what happens to the mountain chart then? Because it only means you can only put earned income into into your retirement plans. So you don't yeah. have any money going in for accumulation. So those are just some of the issues that that I'm kind of on a high horse about today. Now, money goes in one of six places. It goes to the government. It goes to other financial institutions. It goes to corporations and nursing homes. It goes to charity. Other wealthy people, you know, estate sales. you, you got to sell all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, got to sell the land to pay the tax. Or our, our whole concept is we want it to go to families. Yeah. That's that's what that's what we want to do. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's uh, I'm right there with you when when you look at what Cong- Congress does and and <laughs> they don't live in the same world we do, right? I mean no, there there's the, if I'm not mistaken, they have a guaranteed for life retirement of some kind. They have health care yeah, for life of some kind. Right. And right. they don't have to 
serve for 20, 30, 40 years to get that. They serve a very short amount of time and then it's just theirs and they don't live in the real world, in my opinion. And so how is it that they're making the decisions for every one of us that is working our tails off to make sure that we have a roof over our heads, food on our table, you know, our healthcare is taken care of to the best of our ability, the best that we can afford. And then we're still, we're still trying to figure out how to leave something better for our children and our grandchildren based on the hard work we have to do for that many years. And, and no, I, I'll just be straight up honest. And you've already said, I don't trust them either. And, and I hate to say that because this is my government, this is my country and I love it and I absolutely love it, but there's so many things that are broken and to have other options is exactly what you're talking about. To have other options than to trust what they're going to say or what they're going to do is is a beautiful thing. So, yep. You want to have income and assets positioned in a variety of sources. Yep. Uh, you want to better protect against unforeseen events or tax law changes. Yeah. You got a hundred percent of your savings in your four hundred one k. You're totally vulnerable to tax law changes. Mm-hmm. You want this sequence of defense can protect portfolios for longevity. It's I keep talking about this. I want a, another source where I can take my yearly income from while my portfolio, my investments are recovering. You want some kind of asset insurance that would be that would provide a legacy or can increase income. I was doing this state planning for a very wealthy couple, and they had a the wife had a sizable Roth IRA of all things, and so I asked her what she wanted to do with it, and she wasn't sure, didn't need it. I said, well, why don't we start gifting that to your kids? And she said, okay, that's a good idea. And I said, why don't we put their money put their money that they receive in, a, in an insurance contract. Now, it sells. It sounds like I just talk about insurance because I sell insurance, and I do sell insurance. I don't want to apologize for that. But it's part of a bigger picture, Eric, yes. much bigger picture. Money goes to the kids. It's a gift to them. They don't have to pay tax on it. goes to, into the life insurance policy, and all of a sudden it, keeps, it builds up equity. So one of the kids asked me, you know, I don't need life insurance. And I said, well, let me ask you a question. You have a house that's paid for, is that right? Yes. Do you still carry homeowner's insurance? Yeah, I do. I said, why? He said, well, to protect the asset. And I said, well, that's exactly what life insurance does when you retire. It protects your assets. It gives you the options to do alternate things when life goes rough or we have some troubled spots in certain areas of your Mm -hmm. retirement strategy. And then you you can have some guaranteed sources of annuity payouts uh, guaranteed by the claims paying ability of the insurance company to keep the money rolling. And it's uh, they they don't miss payments when they annuitize a contract. So yeah. those are just some of the things that were on my mind today. I don't know where we are in time. We're probably getting pretty close to yeah. We're we're getting low. Uh, you know, if you want to, and I'm not. I don't want to sound like a grump. <laughs> I just had a just a thought run through my head. I was going to say, I don't want to sign like a grumpy old man. And guess what flashed past my brain? The guy from up? <laughs> no, Bernie Sanders. All right? uh, the politician. Bernie, he does look like the guy from up. Sorry. <laughs> well, I, I don't know who that is, but it, oh, uh, I'm not okay. a grumpy old man. I'm excited because I keep helping so many people. But if you would like to uh, get, some, get some information on this, you can call me. Yeah. Uh, 828-668-0665. 
email, Doug at the liberatedinvestor.com and webpage liberatedinvestor.com. All the podcasts are on there. We have some whiteboard videos that are very helpful on describing quickly and visually what, what we're trying to accomplish here. And so with that, I think I will close unless you've got anything you want to throw at me. It's uh, been a quick 30, 35 minutes or so. Yeah, no, so, I, I think it's, it, my biggest thing is that the audience, you know, as, as you're listening to Doug and you, you hear his passion, he wants people to have options. That's, that's all there is to it. You, you need to have some options and each individual is totally separate from the other person, right? I mean, everybody has their own, Everybody's own different, situations. Right? Yes. And right. so Doug will sit down with you and talk about what options are best for you based on your scenario. So please call him. Doug, I love these talks. I mean, it's, it's uh, yeah, we started off a little grumpy and we, we did complain a little bit here and there about, you know, taxes, government decisions, so on and so forth. But I think that's where everybody's at right now. And they're, they're all kind of in the same boat going, wait, why am I going to give up so much control? So I know that you're helping your clients take back control and I appreciate that about you. And, and uh, I just want to thank you again for your time today. You bet. Okay, Eric, I'll, until next time, I think we've already got it on the calendar. So I'm looking forward to that. I believe Maybe, we do. I, I, I hope, I, w- I hope we have Charlie Stoll. He's a portfolio yeah, manager. That'd be great. Right? He was supposed to be here today, but he had to move his office and that can be overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> so. Life happens for sure. Yeah, It sure does. It sure does. All right. Thank you so much again, Doug. And thank you all for listening to the Liberated Investor Advantage podcast with Doug Alden. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Doug comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at the Liberated Investor Advantage, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time.